the path and fruit the world of the aggregates Kanda and unconditioned the citta awareness and citta sankara all the various activations karma tendencies results perceptions feelings, emotions psychologies conditioned it's through uh, revealing handling the conditioned increasing uh, honesty accuracy skillfulness the conditions allowed to unfold unravel condition is revealed sometimes described as a descent which is an interesting term descent rather than ascent rather climbing into it the phrase is used the descent or just something drops drops away mm. it's a small point one word so often in terms of uh, practice we're really trying to climb out get on top mm. manage, master get over <laughs> you know, you feel these things drag, pulling out, you really want to rise out pull up mm. I think uh, very often part of the process the, heat, the process of the path is you know, to to certainly climb out or push away distraction going out and then a real acceptance of the the forms the mind forms that arise the involuntary ones you know the reactivities and the irregularities that we feel so uncomfortable about we like our lives to be regular and smooth and steady and progressive kind of gentle a gentle smooth movement upwards like a a nice gentle sustained smoothly ascending (laughs) 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 into the serenity of the unconditioned (laughs) and what happens (laughs) is a sort of a lurch and a, and a sink and a, a kind of things welling up and so you know we see a process of deep attention you start to uh, look at those spluttering thought mechanisms uh, that are stumbling out and explaining and, and justifying and, uh, and imagining how long will this go on for and will I will I be and why is this and why am I and where am I and, and that kind of thing it's almost, you, this is like a, a fly stuck in the in the, in the tree court right? <laughs> scrabble its way out and this uh, little sheer uh, some of the weight or the intensities of the, of the uh, unresolved dukkha uh, so the kindly process is just that we stay on the edge of that and try to name in a spontaneous and um, 
non, non-academic way <laughs> what this feels like this is the, the sinking this is the flaring this is the heat this is the collapsing this is the endless it- itchy restless this is the sense of guilt you know the, the weight as if I'm buried you know as if I am crippled mm. it really matter some of these terms if you get really um, right on the mark you feel a resonance in your heart so that's what I've been really trying to get away from most of my life or a good part of it it's these the process of deep attention and inquiry can take you back into some of these primary patterns in which my personhood has been an attempt to you know, get myself away from to be able to uh, seal off then we descend into that no, descent sounds like a, a desperate thing, but it really means coming into the bodily reference. Mm. So, into how you sense it in your body. And uh, once you come into the, that and the wholeness of the body, there's a chance for that discharge. You see, so discharge is very much, that's, that's so like that's a descent, isn't it? Roughly speaking, it's the same sort of mood of discharge. But instead of just descending into despair and descending into hopelessness, which isn't a true descent, it's just a, another layer. You know, we descent here is beyond self, beyond the self. I mean, it's not even a bad person or a confused person or a, or a crazy person or a hopeless person it's just those some of those tenacious and difficult layers of loss and uh, uh, feeling so lacking you know something really fundamentally missing you know which are those layers of of a sort of despair or trauma some of this is not even what one has done but what has been given done to you or what has not been done it seems to me that as I practice and attend to people, you know, I am often uh, painfully and poignantly aware of what, is mi- what has been missing. Mm. The real kind of uh, a love, fundamentally a wholeness, an acceptance, a, a blessing, mm. a welcoming into this. So even beyond what, what has been done, which sometimes can be very difficult of incidents, difficult incidents. To me, the, uh, the greatest um, difficulty for people is what has not been done, because you don't know. You don't know what isn't there, clearly. Because it isn't there, you don't know it. You don't know what isn't there. And so you think there's something wrong with you. That, that sense of absence, of lack, of something isn't there, it's because I am not enough of something. You know, that can be that. But instead, you know, if we really uh, recognise the I am is both an attempt to 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 establish a, a sense of a, a, um, 
stable, uh, effective, uh, acceptable, competent, clear, whatever entity, and recognize it's it's that is a construction. And at a certain point, however helpful it's been, it's also a barrier to our deep uh, discharge of the pain of being. And, and being is essentially painful. I don't see it's acutely agonizing, it's just a, there's a certain dull ache in it, <laughs> the, the weight of it, the uh, the um, separateness in it, uh, the sense of there always have, there's going to be another thing you have to deal with. There's going to be something else that comes and goes. Another, you know, and all the signs, the kind of feeling of. <sighs> another, you know, uh, another. And when does this, when, is, when do you get out? Oh, I mean, you know, I don't want to sound too gloomy about it, but because uh, there's also what can arise with that as you meet it is a sense of courage and faith and compassion. And you realize, well, maybe, maybe being happy isn't the best thing. <laughs> you know, being happy all the time isn't perhaps what's most the best thing. Perhaps what's better is patience and compassion and relinquishment and yeah. Because perhaps that's gonna last me longer than just feeling happy. It's a, it's it's more perhaps more secure, more stable than feeling happy. No, I don't reject feeling happy. I rather like being happy, <laughs> but it doesn't. It's not there all the time. It doesn't mean it, the opposite of happiness is misery. There can be a happiness, and there can be the just the mm. sort of equanimity, something like that. It's like this now, separateness, mm. like this. The aggregates, we experience the world of the aggregates, feeling. That's yeah, we, we feel. Mm. Sanya perception, we perceive, we recognize. Mm. We have meanings. We have places that are dear to us. We have people we are fond of. We grow fond. Mm. We form friendships. Yeah. It's like that. That's the world of the aggregates, and you have to allow that to be what it is, and you let it let it teach you. So trying to be an unmoved self isn't seems to be a, a slight trying to climb out <laughs> of the uh, of this existence, and it seems to me more the discharge is to have those waves of happiness, unhappiness. Uh, getting it right and making mistake and just finding there is a there is a place where that allows the rise 
pass more gracefully, more prompt, more effectively, rather than kind of ricochet of of secondary effects of I am, I'm not, where, how, you know. And so it's like rather like this. Existence is like this. Remember, I this thing. This was one of these un- unknown reasons. I just remembering when poor John, this uh, Ajahn Chah, I think one of Ajahn Chah's most uh, early disciples. So he's been a monk for a long time. He came to stay at Amaravati for a good period of time. Little poor John was. Um, he was he was a character. Yeah, he was a character. You know, one of the old kind of Tudong monks of old lives out in the jungle, get malaria, you know, the whole thing that he did, living under the mosquito, and it's half starving, and uh, incredibly resilient, and uh, uh, just such a, such a, such a warm heart. The theme of the, uh, the Tudong training is, is, is toroman, which means to, to torture or torment. <laughs> and uh, so he, he was he was good. But it was always done to kind of slightly, there was a slightly playful quality to it, you know, because it was never really vicious. It was always things like, you know, the tea turns up. And he had this thing like on the, on the, uh, We'll post it tonight because in those in those days in, they'd only got hot drink like once a once a fortnight hot drink you know and so the hot drink with sugar in it you know, <laughs> normally it's just rainwater you're drinking so on the on the one prior night they'd come in they have this kettles of you know something like sweet coffee or sweet tea and almost like whoa you know it's coming in this is they're going to get their hot their hot drink you know once a fortnight so that. So they bring their kettles in, and then Lord John, okay, well, he'd give a dumber talk. He remarks, this is a dumber talk. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd come on for an hour or so, and he'd come on for another hour or so, and he, and he, knew, that, he knew they were thinking about the hot drink. <laughs> he'd come on for two or three hours, oh, we do kill our defilements, we've got to get rid of these calaises. <laughs> Just you know, pausing. Think, we'll do some chanting now. Okay, we'll do some chanting. Now we'll give the precepts. You know. So it'd be like three or four hours or so. At least. And then he'd look around like he'd never seen. Oh, there's some hot drink here. Like he'd never, like he'd never noticed. You know. That's why we like something to drink. <laughs> there was always that kind of, you know, they go very funny. You know. <laughs> So it's this, you know, so he was, he was a character. And uh, you know, and so they, they have they have this, they gave him the room at Amrawati and uh, and then somebody found it, they had a, a, like a video of DVDs or whatever they are, these kind of things, I, I'm so out of it. Uh, somebody set up this DVD of the Jataka story. And the big one of, of the ties is the Vesantara Jataka, the last birth of the Buddha where he be- becomes king of uh, Prince Vesantara where he has to develop generosity to the ultimate 
and the test is you know, he gives away his elephant and his country and his kingdom and his jewels and everything and then you know, I said whatever anybody wants I'll give and then so this you know they send a test down this Brahmin says I want your children you know so is it, and, and his wife so of course this is incredibly poignant you know scenes in this movie because they, 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 they make a big drama out of it and sometimes they do it in the monasteries where they where they actually go through the bit the parts and play it out in the monasteries and everybody's you know in tears and falling apart because it's very poignant so he's sitting there and they give him this Vesantara Jataka to look at and he's looking at it and the tears are rolling down his face <laughs> and he says it's just what happens <laughs> It's just the aggregates doing what they do. You know? <laughs> not trying to be sort of like made out of rock. <laughs> uh, yeah, someone you know who endured painful things, you know, suffered from malaria, been tortured relentlessly by the Jan Shah. <laughs> in in that way, you know, in that, in that way, it's never cruel, but it's always you know a little poke, something. They've been through a lot of it and uh, endured an immense amount of physical pain. And discomfort, disease, and hardships, and so forth. They're very simply, you're still able to be moved by a, by a, by a, you know, present video like that, mm-hmm. which we might have kind of, so what, yeah. It's like that, you know. And then there it is. You just let it move through. There it is, you know. Uh, maybe one time it won't, but right now that's the way it is. And then it moves through. As I was saying, you know, part of this uh, test of this process, the arising and passing, is is to allow things to arise. Mm-hmm. And then to be have the spaciousness, the timelessness. This doesn't have to changed, it's just I don't have to understand, I don't have to figure, I don't have to become something else. You know, the more that one can get these subtle qualities of self, then the process can move on, and there's this sense of something has been like a conversation, a non-verbal thing has been allowed to express itself and it's said. And I think for many people, there's, a, there's conversations that they haven't had for 35 years with themselves or 40 years. So there's quite a few that need to have their say and be heard. And developing that quality of, you know, I don't have to be always on top of this or even understand it, or have a time, certainly have a time frame on it, or feel happy all the time. You know, sometimes it's just bearing with, bearing with, with faith. Now, is there anything that I'm deliberately doing that is obstructive, anything that I'm consciously aware of, or I'm obstructing, or clinging or fighting or blaming, can I release that? Anything that I'm only half consciously, you know, resisting, blaming, 
uh, blaming myself, worrying, can I just, res- can I release that? Yeah. Anything I'm hoping for, I'm wishing would happen, that I can let go of. Mm-hmm. Anything that I'm really um, ashamed of that I never want to be, can I let go of that? <laughs> And, but not in a kind of give up way, but in a clear hold to space. Yeah, you know something in us. I think it's quite reasonable to, uh, as we go through some of this process of acknowledging pieces of experience that perhaps have not been fully attended to, pieces that we never really got established as we didn't really know how to handle we never really knew something like self-respect or kindness towards ourselves and this is the place where, where it's going to be learned deeply this is the time to learn it but it seems in a way that there's something always incomplete there's always a hole somewhere because that's what existence is about that's what it is to be born. You know, we're all born with something like a hole that never gets filled. You know, when one tries to unconsciously, it's low stuff, it just reflects it. You know, put something into that, some attitude, some attitude into it. To me, it's like you, one can come to the edge of that and you feel that uh, sort of craving to to feel, to become, to have, have it sorted out. Or to basically find something to occupy oneself with. And uh, more and more I feel that I have personally seen the the defectiveness uh, of those strategies which first of all I was not even aware of at a very reflexive level and gladly I note that as that wave of dissonant sorrow arises I just pause with that itself it starts to change and the, the whole becomes a, something much more like an open space, no longer uncomfortable, mysterious, of another reality, not really empty in a vacuous way, but open, open in a welcoming way. Welcoming maybe too simple a term, but open in an unavailable or whatever needs to be said, heard, felt, sensed. I don't necessarily like it, <laughs> but you know, something realizes this is the place where those things can be, whatever needs to be uh, said, heard, felt, experienced, can be released and with whatever it feels like. I'm saying much of our practice is, is um, 
you know, ga- gaining, uh, we need the, uh, uh, the indriya, the faith, uh, it's perhaps the you know, most difficult to, to word, it's something you can't exactly say, I will now develop faith, but just the uh, process of experiencing the, uh, the noble truths and the uh, changeability and the not-self, the process of fully experiencing that, you do get some gut-level loss of panic. <laughs> That's what we call that faith. <laughs> Starts like that, just... I've been here before, <laughs> it's like this, <laughs> uh, losing the panic. <laughs> uh-huh. It begins like that. Uh, and then, yeah, some sense of a growing uh, confidence that this, uh, this too will, something to learn here, uh, something to process here. And, uh, Increasingly, through practice, you begin to recognize, yes, I have processed, I have experienced uh, uh, very confusing experiences, I have experienced uh, great sorrows or panics or fears, I have, and it's okay, I survive, I'm here, awareness is here. So you see, you know, the faith of the Buddha I once uh, one of his beautiful one of his beautiful surveys saying you know, um, goes through the dependent origination around you know as you recognize you know, uh, becoming birth uh, dukkha and he says then dukkha is a condition for the arising of faith and faith is a condition for the arising of you know, gladness, confidence, joy, liberation. So you get the sense of, and it's very interesting. You know, it doesn't say faith comes from, arises, in this case, you know, something you believe in. No, faith arises from dukkha. Because dukkha is a condition. Uh, it's not a reality, it's a condition of what we call existence. But remember, there's a difference between existence and reality. Existence is what manifests. Reality is the non-manifest. Reality is the subject that you you can never name. Reality is the here. There's no fixed location. Reality is the awareness that has no attribute. Reality doesn't pass, doesn't arise. Existence is the rest of it. So faith, seeing our response to the dukkha of existence is to, you know, handle it, acknowledge it, name it, uh, become more available to dipping your hands into it in a conscious way, in a, an increasingly more shameless way, fearless way, uh, honest way, mm. an increasing sense of 
wait a minute, this is this, this is this, this is this, clarity of discernment, seeing, oh yeah, this is of the nature to be, won't be aware of this. This sounds so kind of cliched, but there there can be uh, that discharge of the intensity and the, the feeling gripped by and underneath it all until and you've all we all experience that we all experience definitely the weight I'm sure feeling overwhelmed but then you know that's the wave it crashes over and then the wave moves on that's the nature of the condition so to, to stay with to bear with and there are hindrances that are and difficulties that are resolved through distinct means to combat you know so this quality of ill will I resist yeah so there's times when it's like that uh, this quality of, of, of recrimination I resist this quality of, of uh, sense desire I restrain from there are some ways in which that's appropriate, that asana is appropriate. Yeah. And there are hindrances that are, are asava outflows that are dealt with through understanding this is, who is this? Now, who is, who is this? Who is she? Who is he? Can you receive that one? And hindrances, asava, that are released just through endurance. Not the hard endurance, but that patience, humility, openness. Just to, to keep faith with oneself, with the practice. Some things you just have to weather through. And who knows, I don't know. But, you know, you have various, you try this, you see that, sometimes it's okay. For now, I don't know. And that has to be okay. Because I can't always know. But I sustain faith in, in one's awareness, in practice, in myself. Mm-hmm. So some of the asava are abated through that. Asava means it's welling up outflowing flood where you feel that suddenly the surging rushes over and you're you're upside down in it that's asava and sometimes it's just you just go you just you go down for eight you could say you just roll with the bunches okay and that was certainly you know quite a Quite a big, well, maybe what's called principal teaching at Wat Pong was just what tall means be patiently endure. Yeah. 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 You try the rest of it. But really, that one is the one where there's no, there's no self strategy in it. <laughs> you know, you can't get good at, oh, well, now I'll do this and that, and that's all down. This is just. <laughs> 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 uh, 
and it's like that, you know. <laughs> this is a very simple thing, you know. you know. When it gets very hot into Thailand, it's like up in the, you know, 110 degrees of, of heat, or it's very hot, very humid, and uh, it's just, you just basically, you know, you crawl under huts, you lie on the tile floors, <laughs> and you still. <laughs> saying, you know, I really don't, don't, really don't like this. I don't like this. And the Ajahn said, well, nobody likes it. Nobody likes it. None of us like it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> and it's just, it's just <laughs> painful feeling. <laughs> painful feeling and how long? Nobody likes it, and eventually you just you see those things of somewhere I could go crawl to. It could be oh, it'll be over in an hour. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just you give up, and that's where the uh, you know you feel oh, there is a ground, there is a ground, a ground of relinquishment, and that's that's the kind of, that's the part of the, the uh, rationale behind these uh, these. Toraman practices, you know. Not, but sometimes life is, a, is already a torture, <laughs> you don't need to put it on. But uh, these things where you, you know, the mirror turns up and you have to wait for an hour, big deal, really. But you know what Tanha's like? This is reasonable. My rights, what's he being? It's all unkind. We should be able to. After all, you know, those kind of spluttering noises <laughs> you go through. <laughs> It's not fair! (laughs) (laughs) Wow, it's good to hear those ones. (laughs) More the rage and the frustration. Great, good. Let it, let it, let it. You felt what needed to be, you know, feeling all that stuff. Thought you shouldn't be there, but actually you almost don't want it to be there if that's the way it is hate everybody, feel miserable, feel angry, okay. And, and it's sort of a tantrum of life. <laughs> yeah, you know, the tantrum about the total injustice and unfairness of life takes you to, to, to the ground. And then you think, okay, something to be noted here. Yeah, because it's like that existence is deep, deeply unfair, <laughs> and uh, and one recognizes, you know, ashamedly uh, sometimes that just you know you look at other creatures, other animals, you think, geez, well, it's so like two years of life, they've got no doctors. <laughs> They can't cruise into a supermarket, get some food. <laughs> They've got no shelter. <laughs> There's other creatures trying to eat them. <laughs> Not fair. <laughs> you know, a raccoon kind of snuggled up in a dump bin, you know, with a damaged arm. It's not fair. 
where's the doctor? Where's the medicines? You, know? you see other creatures, you jeez, wow. And you see other humans, you know, 20 million people starving in, in uh, Yemen and, and North uh, uh, Somalia and so 20 million people starving, their babies starving, you know, helplessly watching their children die. It's not here. You know? And, uh, and then, you know, you can see that and you still feel this something going, <laughs> it's not fair for me. And <laughs> uh, uh, in a way, it's it's kind of it's 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 jarring, and yet it's the same nerve that's hit. It's the same nerve, nerve of existence, and you feel what happens at that place, and even let that voice cry, speak. Listen discharge where the aggregates stop aggregating so pause there for today and uh, blessings to all of you it's uh, it's deceptive in some ways we're just a group of people living in a little house and the food is here and so on, it should be fairly comfortable and com- you know, it's laid on you. You realise it is it's deeply challenging in many levels and uh, clearly you look at how many people can do this at a time, the capacity to do it, at that time in their lives to do it, how many people really get the chance to do it, also how many people would willingly sign up for it, <laughs> you know, and so you don't necessarily see uh, your strengths and your virtues to you see your suffering but just do remember if you're part of this this is something to I say this is a skillful you could say nostalgia if you like but still skillful attachment or a skillful mark you know this I am part of this yeah uh, something in my chitta interest in this even though it's uncomfortable my chitta is marked is in, you know attuned to this territory you know is prepared to pay what it costs to be in this territory is to prepare to bear with what it takes to bear with to be in this territory yeah and so when then you have, can have faith in your chitta because it's heading for the right way and as it said, if it's heading for the right way and you stay in touch with your practice, it's impossible that it cannot bear good fruit. Sadhu.